Welcome back to Resolved. We all encounter difficult issues at times. Life can get tough and it may seem impossible. But no matter what and through it all, Jesus Christ is the answer. And through him, we can rise up and be more than conquerors. Today's message deals with praise. Praise is the second part of a new series on the elements of prayer. That's coming up next on Resolved. Now, let's join Pastor Tom Porter. I want you to turn to our text today. We have uh, Old Testament, New Testament, New Testament, Hebrews 13, 15. If you'll turn to that, mark it, Hebrews 13, 15. And then if you'll mark 1 Chronicles 16, 29. That's 1 Chronicles, Old Testament, 16, 29. We're going to be talking about praising the Lord today. Praise the Lord a lot. That's a key that we ought to praise the Lord. Uh, last week, we talked about the model prayer, that the disciples, when they came to Jesus, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus, when, when you pray, pray in like manner. It's not that we're to pray that prayer every time we go to the Lord in prayer. We talked about that this last week. But I want to remind you that when he started out, he started out by addressing uh, God, and we pray to God. He started out by addressing God and, you know, our Father which art in heaven. And then he said, hallowed, holy, hallowed be thy name. And that's giving praise to the Lord. You know, we ought to do that before we go and ask the Lord for something. And uh, I remember when I was in college, Chattanooga, Tennessee, I, um, I, would, I would get homesick. You ever get homesick? I had two kids at camp one time. They were twins, Matthew and Mark. The only way you could tell them apart was the mother was kind enough to put blue stripes on Mark and red stripes on Matthew. Or was it blue on Matthew? I forget. But the camp director said, uh, Tom, you need to go talk to those two boys. They are really, really homesick. First time, they were about eight years old, nine years old. First time to be away from home. And I went in, you know, oh, yes, sir, I'll go talk to them. And before it was over, all three of us were crying on their bunk. All of us were homesick. And I was a counselor, but I was homesick as well. I was a hot camp near Deland, Florida. But I remember when I would write a letter to my mother and my father, I would always start out with saying how much I miss them, how much I love them, how much I miss my mother's Toll House chocolate chip cookies without the chips. That's my favorite cookie. And I, yeah, mother would make a batch before she put the chocolate. It's a no-brainer, you know, just don't put the chips in them. I like them like that. And I'd tell my dad, yeah, you know, man, dad, I thank you for being my father and, and, and so forth and so on. And I found it a lot much easier that then after I asked or told them that, uh, I would ask them for what I needed. Maybe a box of Twinkies or um, with a $100 bill on top of it or something like that would be nice. But a lot of times we don't we go to the Lord with our laundry list of things that we need and want and so forth and so on. But but dear people, we must spend time praising God. And I want to develop that a little bit today, and I hope it'll help you. This will be a series of prayer uh, that we'll be preaching a few more weeks after today, and uh, just see how it goes. But these are there's some elements. There's about twelve elements I want to look at, and today's element will be on on praising the Lord. So if Jesus if Jesus did say Pray in like manner. 
And then you address God. So when you go to God, dear Lord, God, you know, and then uh, go ahead and give some praises, some adoration to the Lord. So we should always give praise to him. Warren Wiersbe said, worship is thanking God for who he is and praising God is thanking him for what he has done in our lives. Psalms 50, 23, whosoever authoreth praise glorifieth me. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are so thankful to be able to go to you and wireless communication that's been going on for since the beginning of time. It's nothing new with you. And to say thank you. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for providing an escape from hell and giving us your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for working in our lives through the Holy Spirit. God, thank you for the comforter. And so, Father, we pray today that we'll understand this thing called praising and that we'll not be self-centered, but we'll spend some time in our time of prayer starting off by addressing you and then praising you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Have you ever wondered what you could give God? Outside of your tithes and offerings, have you ever wondered what you could give God? Well, what do I have that, that God would want? One thing we can give him is our praise. We should produce fruit of praise in the name of Jesus. You see, if you don't, it won't be long, and you'll start getting that idea that you're greater than God or that you really don't need him, Christian. That is what happened to Satan when he was in heaven. He thought, you know, I I'm greater than God. I want praise. I want to be God. And God showed Satan that he was God and cast him out of heaven. God will not become significant in your life anymore. You, you'll put him on the back burner. And this verse says continually. Look at the verse. Sacrifice of praise to God continually. That denotes that we should be able to, to praise him in all aspects of our lives at any time. At any time. Do people see you praising God or do they see you praising yourself all the time? When people see you, do they say, well, that's a guy stuck on himself, that's a lady stuck on herself, or that's a man or a woman that loves God? Remember the chorus, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. That's a great, that's a great chorus. And then in 1 Corinthians, or Chronicles rather, 16.29, I've asked you to turn to that. 1 Chronicles 16.29 says, Give unto the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. I love this King James verse here. Give unto the Lord the glory due His name. 
You know, we were created to give praise to God. We were created for that. Giving to God. What are you sacrificing for the cause of Christ? How about an hour a day in prayer, meditation with God? How about 30 minutes? Would you give him 15 minutes? You do know that the oldest form, as I said in my prayer, of perfect wireless communication is prayer. Do you under, really understand sacrificial sacrifice or spiritual sacrifice? A spiritual sacrifice is an act of giving an offering to God of our time and our efforts in a way that's pleasing to Him. Just compare what Noah did to what the people wandering in the wilderness, the Israelites, how they acted. Noah, he acted, he was obedient, he was humble, he was reverent towards God. The children of Israel, oftentimes, wandering in the wilderness, complaining. Complaining, upset. Upset with Moses, upset with God. Praise can be offered in several different forms, in singing, in playing musical instruments, in testifying, or, or in praying, and many other ways. God enjoys them all, and He's provided... Uh, they, they are based upon spiritual truth. He'll enjoy them, but they've got to be based on spiritual truth and principles and are presented with humility we praise him in song we praise him in coming to sunday services we praise him in our tithes and our offerings first chronicles sixteen twenty nine. look at it again give unto the lord that glory do his name bring an offering and come before him worship the lord in the beauty of his holiness i'm afraid so many times people get so far away from the Lord. The Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. But the Bible does say, if you'll draw nine to me, I'll draw nine to you. Our relationship with the Lord never changes. Once you've trusted Christ as your Savior, He becomes your Heavenly Father, and he, that never changes. That relationship never changes. You're born into, you're grafted into the family of God. But the fellowship can be broken. I remember one time I, I, I loved to go surfing at Cocoa Beach when I was a kid. And we lived on the other coast. Now, if you've ever been on the west coast of Florida, uh, you'd sit out there on a surfboard all day and, and never catch a wave. Not because you couldn't surf, because there's not any waves, hardly. But we would get in a car in a Volkswagen. We had a Volkswagen convertible in 1968, and, uh, uh, and that was back in about 1972. And, uh, and we would drop the top down, and we'd throw our boards in the back of the uh, floorboard of the back seat, and we'd put on our, our stocking caps and our gloves and our jackets, and, and uh, it'd be in the winter, and, uh, and we'd put on our Mickey Mouse headphones and... Uh, fire that beetle up and drive the then called the what was it called now the beeline drive the beeline all the way over and we'd get to cocoa beach we would get there as the sun was coming up and we'd go out there i had a i had an elephant board it was like i don't know 12 feet long it's huge you could have a party on that thing it was just so big the boards nowadays weigh next to nothing and uh we'd go out there and and set on the uh, out in the ocean and just one of these we would wait and we would wait and then finally the waves would kick up you know and we would surf all day and then 
and then ride all the way back in. I was so excited about going surfing, and I went in the house, and I told my mother that I was going to have the car that day. I told my mother. You kids ever tell your parents anything? Now, if you tell them the house is on fire, that's a good thing, all right? And my mother said, no, Tommy, I need the car today. Dad drove the other car to work, and she said, I need the car today. And I cussed my mother and walked into the other room, into the bedroom, and felt like that big. I, that's the one and only time I ever said a cuss word to my mother. And I felt so bad. I got out of my bedroom, I went into the living room, and I sat down in a rocking chair. And the way my mom uh, burned off nervous energy was she would just work like a house of fire. And she was cleaning the house. She was grabbing dirty clothes and then running through the living room and going out to the garage, put it in the wash machine, come back in, go make a bed, come back through. And, and I'm sitting there, and tears are starting to come out of my eyes, and, and, and I'm feeling so bad. And, and finally, I just tackled her. One time, she was coming through the living room. I jumped out of that, that rocking chair. I said, Mommy, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. What had happened when I got upset and I wanted it my way what happened was the fellowship was broken. She was still my mother. She hugged my neck and she said, I know you are, son. I know you are. She said, let's do lunch. I said, that'd be great. We went out and had some great fellowship. But it took me, it took me to jump up and say, I'm sorry, mother. I'm sorry. And to restore that, that, that fellowship that we once had and love and dear to her dying day, greatest mother ever lived. We need to think about that. We need, about, need to say, maybe you're here today, you, say, you know what, I've not been praising the Lord. I've been running my life. I'm in a rat race. I am, I'm perhaps without a job. I'm perhaps uh, in a job I hate. Uh, I'm in a relationship that I'm struggling with. I, I'm, I'm, I'm into this, I'm into that, I'm into drugs, I'm into this, I'm into that, and, and I, I'm, just, I'm just miserable. May I tell you, may I ask you, may I implore with you that you need to start praising God. If you're a child of God, you need to get back with that sweet fellowship with Him once again. And it starts with praising Him. It starts with going with Him and saying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I want to come back to you. I want to start praising you. I've been so wrapped up in me. I've been so wrapped up in, in, in my situation. I like that term, the beauty of the holiness, the beauty of holiness. It's hard for me to describe God and His holiness. But there's one that's done a fabulous job in doing it and attempting to do it. But Dr. S.M. Lockridge in California pastored a wonderful church and he put together one of his sermons entitled that's my king he gave a five little over five minute description of who God was to him and I want you to listen as he gives that this morning the Bible says he's a king of the Jews he's a king of Israel He's a king of righteousness. He's a king of the ages. He's a king of heaven. He's a king of glory. He's a king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Now that's my king. 
David said the heavens declare the glory of God and the fundament showeth his handiwork. No means of measure can define his limitless love. No far-seeing telescope can bring into visibility the coastline of his soulless supply. No barriers can hinder him from pouring out his blessing. Well, well, he's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. And he's impartially merciful. That's my king. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's a centerpiece of civilization. He stands alone in himself. He's august. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's supreme. He's preeminent. Well, he's the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the supreme problem in high criticism. He's a fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. And that's my king. He's the miracle of the age. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one able to supply all of our needs simultaneously. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He starves God and he dies. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. Do you know him? Well, my king is a key of knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. He's a master of the mighty. He's a captain of the conquerors. He's the head of the heroes. He's the leader of the legislators. He's the overseer of the overcomers. He's the governor of governors. He's the prince of princes. He's the king of kings. And he's the lord of lords. That's my king. Yeah. Yeah. That's my king. My king. Yeah. His office is manifold. His promise is sure. His life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Well, I wish I could describe him to you, but he, he's indescribable. He's indescribable. Yeah. He, he's incomprehensible. He's invincible. He's irresistible. I'm trying to tell you, the heavens of heavens cannot contain him, let alone a man explaining him. You can't get him out of your mind. You can't get him off of your hand. You can't outlive him. 
and you can't live without him. Well, Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimonies to agree. Herod couldn't kill him. Death couldn't handle him, and the grave couldn't hold him. That's my king. Yeah! He always has been, and he always will be. I'm talking about he had no predecessor, and he'll have no successor. There was nobody before him, and there'll be nobody after him. You can't even teach him, and he's not going to resign. That's my king. is the kingdom and the power and the glory the glory is all his thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever and ever and when you get through with all of the forever then amen Oh, boy. It was a joy to have him come, Tennessee Temple, and to preach to, to us uh, before he passed away. And um, I, you just can't top that right there. Psalms 9-1 says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Praise is expressing to God our appreciation and understanding of his worth. It's saying thank you for each aspect of his divine nature. Our inward attitude becomes our outward expression. You see, when we praise God, we help ourselves. When you praise God, you're helping yourself. Well, how do you do that? How's that helping me by praising God? It is putting in to your mind and your heart that right relationship that you have. God, I'm not here to praise me. I'm not here to praise another man. I'm here to praise you. Ever notice we live our lives so concerned about pleasing others that we will extend, uh, that, that we, uh, we compromise our convictions, we compromise our morals to do so? We need to be more concerned about our, is our life pleasing to God rather than is our life pleasing to somebody else? Is God pleased and lifted up in your Christian lifestyle? You need to ask yourself that. You should not permit your feelings to be hurt. For basically, that's a form of egotism. It can be a form of egotism. Let me repeat that. We should not permit our feelings to be hurt. For basically, it can be a form of egotism. I had this past week. Somebody has said something about me, and then somebody said something to me. And it, it got me. It clutched me. I wrote it down on a piece of paper, what was said of me and what was said to me this week. I wrote it down, and I thought, you know, I need to talk to these people. I need to talk to two different situations. I need to sit down and talk with them. And then I remember I'd read, God brought me to that quote that I just quoted to you uh, just that morning. And uh, I came across that saying. And I said, you know what? 
am I upset because of my ego? Or am I upset for another reason? So I gave it to the Lord in prayer. And I just let it go. I tore the paper up, put it in the garbage can. And just let it go. Because I don't want it to be my ego. Now, people can say hurtful things, and that's wrong. But I didn't want it to be, well, my ego's hurt. Uh, you know, sometimes we hear a thing said of us, and we need to hear those things. Uh, we need to have some criticism. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case in either one of these situations. But just give it to the Lord. I don't want it to be my ego. It gets in the way. I, uh, <laughs> I've learned many a lessons from my parents. Sometimes we, you know, our ego gets so big. You've heard the song, Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I just took a look in the mirror. I'm getting better looking each day. To know me is to love me. I must be a wonderful man. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best that I can. You've all heard that song. Maybe your husband sings that to you every morning. I don't know. And we learn lessons from our parents, both good lessons and, unfortunately, even bad lessons we learn from our parents. One great thing I remember that my father taught me was by his example. And by the way, parents, that's the most... That's, that's how you teach your children the most. It's not by what you have said. It's by your actions, what you're doing. That's what they see. My dad was in between military assignments. He'd just gotten back from Vietnam, and, and uh, he said to me, we're in Arkansas, a uh, little R&R there with, with family, and he said, Tommy, why don't you go with me? I've got to go to Fort Benning, Georgia. Why don't you, you want to ride with, with Dad? I said, sure. So we jumped in the old car and we made a road trip, just me and my father. We got to Fort Benning and uh, got there late. We, we checked in and we spent the night and got up the next morning. My dad's favorite meal is breakfast. That's his favorite meal. He just loved it. The day, breakfast. And um, we went into the officer's mess and he, um, going through the line and one of the cafeteria ladies, she said, well, Captain Porter, good to see you again. And my dad said, well, it's good to see you too. And uh, man, I, I, we went, we sat down. I said, Dad, why didn't you set her straight? I said, you're not a captain anymore. You're a major now. Why didn't you tell her you were a major now? And he looked at me and he said, son, I'm just glad that she said hello to me and she remembered who I was. He said, it doesn't matter. What does it matter to her what my rank is? She's just being friendly to me. And I'm thankful for her. You see, we need to be more concerned about is our life pleasing to the Lord than is our life pleasing to others. Because quite frankly, we as Christians, we're peacekeepers. I know I am. And, and we go out of our way to try to please everybody you will die an early death trying to do that. I'm learning that. There are some people that are going to hate you to the day they die. And then you'll celebrate. 
praising the Lord a lot. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Tom Porter of Temple Baptist Church in Titusville, Florida. I would like to thank you for joining me in this podcast and bringing the good news that Jesus Christ is the risen Savior. There is no problem too big and no blessing too small when Jesus is the Lord of our lives. I would like to ask you a question. When you die, where will you spend eternity? Will you spend it with Jesus forever or be eternally separated from him? You know, the Bible says, whosoever calleth upon the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved from their sins. You know, it's God's desire for you to have faith in his son, Jesus Christ. Your sins have separated you from God. You must admit to God that you're a sinner and ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins. Jesus bridges that gap between you on this earth and heaven. Will you accept Jesus as your personal savior today? It's easier than you think. You can pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I realize that you paid the penalty for my sins on the cross and I want to receive you into my life right now. Save me from my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you just prayed that prayer with me, then you've been born into the family of God. Thanks for listening. Resolved is a production of Temple Baptist Church, Titusville, Florida, USA. For notes on this message and others, you can find them at resolved.podbean.com. If you wish to send us a question or comment, you can email us at resolved.tbc at gmail.com. We are also on Twitter at Resolved Podcast. If you're ever in our area, we hope that you'll come by and see us. Remember, Jesus is Lord. Take care and God bless you.